Welcome to the Old Time Radio Superman Show. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, adam at adamsweb.us, and be sure and rate the show on iTunes. Before we get started, I do want to uh, encourage you, if you've not already, to pick up your copy of Speed Trap. It's my latest novel. It's available as a paperback or as a Kindle book. And we're sorry that this is coming to you a bit late, but you'll get a double episode on Wednesday, so I hope that makes up for it. Uh, the original air date on today's program is January the 9th, 1948, and it's Hunger Incorporated Part 10. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! <laughs> Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, is in the office of a grocery warehouse with Police Inspector Henderson where, with the aid of his X-ray vision, he makes a startling and important discovery. Now I see what I was waiting for. Come on, Inspector. Huh? What are you talking about, Kent? You'll see. Come with me to the stockroom. Hurry. The stockroom? But why? Don't waste time, Inspector. Just follow me. We're going to find out where Jim, Lois, and Tony Amato are. Well, the big Superman hidden word contest game is over. But just in case some of you may have missed yesterday's program when we gave you the fifth and last hidden word, we're going to repeat the clues for all five of the hidden words and give you the rules of the contest. That's just in case you may want to enter at the last minute. You can still do it, you know. Just be sure your letter or postcard is mailed before midnight tonight. Now, here are the clues for the five hidden words which make up a famous quotation from the Declaration of Independence. The first word begins with the letter A. It's a word of three letters. The last two letters are the same. The second hidden word begins with the letter M. It is also a word of three letters, and some of you will grow up to be what it means. The third hidden word begins with the letter A, and is a word of three letters. When you pronounce it, it sounds like the 18th letter of the alphabet. The fourth hidden word begins with the letter C. It's a word of seven letters and has three syllables. The second syllable rhymes with state. The fifth and last hidden word begins with the letter E. It is a word of five letters and two syllables. You use it in arithmetic. Well, with all those clues, you should have no trouble guessing the five hidden words. Write them down on a postcard or piece of paper. You'll find they make up a famous quotation from the Declaration of Independence. Now, on the same postcard or piece of paper, write a short sentence telling us what you think the quotation means. And listen at the end of today's program, and we'll tell you where to send it. Now, the adventures of Superman. Two black marketeers called Diamonds and Monk, who steal and sell food intended to be given free to the starving children across the sea, are on a ship bound for Europe with reporters Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen and a young refugee boy named Tony Amato as their prisoners. 
In Metropolis, Superman and his guise of reporter Clark Kent became convinced that the secret of his friend's disappearance would be found in a grocery warehouse owned by Jonas Brigham. Police Inspector Henderson questioned Brigham and all his employees, but failed to uncover anything. Suddenly, however, Kent leaped to his feet and rushed from Brigham's office into the warehouse, calling to Henderson to follow him. Running across a huge packing room, Kent entered a long, shadowy stockroom where narrow aisles were hemmed in by stacks of tall shelves packed with jars and packages of food. Cautioning Henderson to be quiet, Kent led the way on tiptoe down a shadowy aisle. What in thunder is this all about, Kent? Quiet, Inspector. Why? What's going on? You'll see and hear plenty in a moment. Just follow me. Kent, I wish you'd tell Hold me. it. Don't make a sound. You hear that? Uh-huh. Sounds like a woman crying. Hear that, Inspector? Yeah. There's a man with it. I can't hear what he's saying. We'll have to take a chance and move closer. They're on the other side of these shelves, but for heaven's sake, don't let them hear don't you. Don't worry. Who are they, do you know? Gladys Smith, the girl who last saw Lois Lane, and Roy Hansen, the shipping foreman. Well, how do you know? You can't see through these shelves. I have... Uh, wait a minute. Huh? Listen, it's Inspector. Roy. It ain't right. It's a nice girl. Oh, why? Don't let anything happen to you. I'll, I'll really be the blame. Just get this through your feet, Gladys. You don't do what I say. If you so much as open your mouth, something's going to happen to you. Something ain't going to like, you understand? Who are they talking about, Kent? Lois. Lois Lane? Yes, I told you that girl was lying to us before, Inspector. A moment ago, Hanson threatened that if she told you anything, he'd have Monk take care of her. Hey, I didn't hear that. Well, I did it. Ah, you're going to do like I say, Gladys? Yeah. Yeah, sure. But I just keep thinking of her, and then I... I tell you, you better think of yourself. Remember what I told you. Otherwise, I'll tell... No. No, don't tell him, Roy. Okay. I'll keep my word, but as long as you do like I say, let's get out of here. Here they come, Inspector. What are you going to do? Grab them, of course. Good. Then we can make them tell us what we need to know. Okay, you two. Stop right where you are. Oh, boy. That's right. Now, come with me back to Mr. Brigham's office. What's the idea? You've got a lot of talking to do, young man. And you too, Gladys. So, come along. <laughs> Second time they can break your story. You stick to what we said before, you understand? I, I'll try, Roy. But I don't know how much of this I can take. Hold it. Here they come back again. Okay, you two. I'm going to give you just one more chance to come clean with the truth, so tar talking. Now, uh, what happened to Miss Lane? I should we know. You know, all right, Hanson. And you'd better talk yeah, fast. That's mister. Like I told you and the inspector before, I don't know nothing about Miss Lane. And neither does Gladys here, do you, Gladys? No. Now, look here, Hanson. I told you we heard you threatening this girl, warning her not to talk. And we heard her talking about another girl, a girl who's in trouble. You meant Miss Lane, didn't you, Gladys? Why, I... She did not. She meant my... my sister. Your sister? He's lying, Inspector. Let me handle him, Stay please. Stay out of this, Kent. But we're wasting precious time. Lois and Jim Olsen and Tony Amato are in danger. We I can... know that, but you're wasting time acting like oh. this. Now, let me handle it my way. Well spoken, Inspector. And I'd like to take this opportunity to say that Roy Hansen has been my foreman for several years. I can vouch for his character. Thanks, Mr. Brigham. Oh, this is becoming a farce, Inspector. I warned you, Kent. And you be quiet, too, Mr. Brigham. Now, let's have your story, Hansen, and give it to me straight. Okay, Inspector, here it is. You see, Gladys and me, we want to get married. Only Gladys won't get married till we got a place to live. 
You know how hard it is to get apartments these days. Ain't that right, Gladys? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Roy. Get to the point. Yeah, well, uh, I got an apartment, see? I let my sister live in it, too. She keeps house for me. So I told Gladys I'd make my sister move out. She could get a room someplace and we'd have the apartment. Only uh, Gladys keeps worrying about my sister getting lonesome alone in a room and all like that. Ain't that right, Gladys? Yeah, Roy. Oh, yeah? Well, why were you threatening her? You said if she talked, you'd tell somebody and he'd do something to her. Well, I... You threatened you'd have Monk take care of her, didn't you? Monk? Oh, no, no, no. Why, you... I meant Gladys' old man. Like Gladys? Yeah. Yeah, Roy, that's right. That's a likely story. Listen, Hold it, let me... We'll check up on his story. But first, let's all of us take a little ride down to headquarters. Come on. Well, we've checked up on handsome story, Kent. And except for one thing, it holds up. What one thing, Inspector? Gladys' father says Hanson and Gladys just started going around together. Oh. He didn't even know they were engaged. Neither did Hanson's sister. Well, then I'm right, Inspector. Hanson was lying. Well, maybe. But he sure sticks to his story. We've been grilling him for the last hour, but we can't shake him. And the girl backs him up. Sure, that's because she's scared stiff of him. Look, Inspector, Lois and Jimmy and Tony Amato are in danger. I know. And we've got to do everything we can to find and save them. Well, what do you think I'm doing? I know you're doing your best, Inspector, but I want to help. And I've got an idea that may work. Will you let me try it? Uh, I don't know. What is it? If you let me talk to Gladys alone for 15 minutes, uh, I... forget it. I've talked to her. The matron has worked on her and nobody gets any place. But if you She just cries and says everything Hanson said is true. Well, naturally, she's terrified of police officers. Now, please, Inspector, let me talk to her alone for 15 minutes. I've got a hunch she'll tell me what we want to know. Well, I don't see what harm can be done. Swell, Inspector. Have her brought into that next office. I'll be waiting for her. What is Clark Kent's plan to secure the truth from Gladys Smith? Will it succeed? We'll be back in a moment to find out in the startling climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Okay, gang, here's what you do with a hidden word quotation and your sentence describing what it means. Send it immediately. It must be mailed before midnight tonight to Superman, Box 205, New York 8, New York. That's Superman, Box 205, 205, New York 8, New York. That's all there is to it. Don't send money or box tops. Just the five hidden words, the short sentence telling us what they mean to you, and your name and address printed clearly, so we'll know where to send you the prize if you win one. There are 1,000 prizes, and they'll be awarded to the 1,000 contestants who find all the hidden words and write the best and most interesting description of the quotation. The decision of the judges will be final, and duplicate prizes will be awarded in case of ties. The names of prize winners will be announced on the Superman program just as soon as the judges finish reading the entries. So be sure to listen for your name. Anyone can enter this contest except employees of Superman and the Mutual Broadcasting System. But if you plan to enter, don't delay. The deadline is midnight tonight. All letters and postcards must be mailed before that time, so don't delay. Remember the address. Superman, Box 205, New York 8, New York. Good luck to all of you. And now.
now, back to the adventures of Superman. Insisting that Gladys Smith was withholding valuable information and that he had a plan to make her reveal it, Clark Kent persuaded Inspector Henderson to let him see Gladys alone in an office at police headquarters. Then, hurrying into the office first, Kent swiftly resumed his true identity of Superman. And as Gladys enters, she gasps at the sight of the tall figure in blue costume and brilliant red cape. Uh, who are you? I'm Superman, Gladys. Don't be alarmed. Superman? What, now listen, what? Gladys. I think you know that Lois Lane is in great danger. So are two boys, Jim Olson and Tony Amato. Now, you don't want to be the cause of their deaths, do you? No, but I don't know what you're talking about. I think you do, Gladys. But I know you're afraid to talk because Roy Hansen said if you did... Monk would kill you. How did you know? I, then you admit I mean, it. No, no, I don't know nothing. Now, tell me the truth, Gladys. I'll see that nothing happens to you. I, oh, I want to, but... But you're afraid of Monk and Roy Hansen. Well, I promise they won't be able to harm you. Don't you think you can trust me? I, oh, yes. If you'll promise... I give you my word. Okay, then. I'll tell you. Whatever I know... Good girl. Well, when Lois... Um, Miss Lane. Yes? Left the packing room with me. We went downstairs to see Roy Hansen. Eagerly, Gladys unburdens her conscience by revealing to Superman the story of how she saw Roy Hansen send Monk after Lois. But what neither she nor the Man of Steel know is that at this moment, on a freighter 50 miles out on the Atlantic Ocean, Monk is forcing Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, and young Tony Amato to mount a companionway to the deck. Get going, kids. Diamonds is waiting up on deck. Come on, move. Diamonds don't like to be kept waiting. <laughs> Helplessly, their spirits dropping. Lois, Jimmy, and Tony mount to the deck of the freighter, their hearts pounding with fear of what lies before them. How will Superman learn of their whereabouts and reach the black marketeer ship before his young friends have been sent to their deaths? Never has Superman had to move faster and think faster than now when every second counts. So whatever you do, don't miss Monday's exciting episode, fellows and girls. It's jam-packed with thrills, so be sure to listen. Tune in same time, same station for Chapter 11 of Hunger Incorporated on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned now for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.